Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Today is the opening day of Epcot's Festival of the Arts. We're really excited about that. Many of the different arts displayed here today are the culinary arts, and that's what we're going to be mostly exploring in today's video. But before we start, we cannot fail to mention that this video is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let our travel experts help you plan the vacation of your dreams. Check the description below for all that information as well. Uh, check out our restaurant menu database over on wdwinfo.com. We have menus for all the restaurants frequently updated and chances are if we did a video about it, you can find it there as well. So you guys excited? So excited. It's a gorgeous day. It's, it's mild, but it's crazy windy. Um, there's a couple of booths that aren't quite open yet, but there's plenty that are. So lots of yummy food awaits. And I'm so excited because this is my first time coming to Festival of the Yay! Arts. So I, it's brand new for me. I am super stoked. So let's go. Let's go check yeah. it out. So just made our first stop at China, the booth in China. That is the Painted Panda. A cool thing about the Painted Panda, which I'll insert a little clip right here, is you can actually get this handmade candy. Really, really cool. We didn't end up doing that, but we did end up choosing the two food items here. That was the spicy beef shumai, uh, and that was ten fifty. And then the char siu pork bun. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, and that was $7.50, I believe. Now, the uh, pork bun had like a... So it's kind of like a boneless pork rib. It's kind of like what it was going for there. Uh, really like mild, safe choice. And then it had the flavor kind of on the side in the form of a sweet sauce. Uh, so that was really good. And if you're not somebody who's like into uh, potent flavors, this would be an awesome pick. It was very, very 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 subtle flavoring until you added that aspect of the uh, the additional sweet sauce now the spicy uh the spicy beef shumai that was my favorite of the two for sure i just scooped it on up and threw it in my mouth we're talking about it might being a little spicy i didn't i didn't get that it had a nice spicy kick uh but nothing too overwhelming kind of like uh the spicy sauce was like kind of like a little bit of a, of a aioli a spicy aioli but very refreshing too, that cucumber on the bottom added a nice bit of uh, refreshingness to it. I really, really like that. Uh, and for 1050, I mean, I think that's still pretty good because you got three of them. So really good to share. And yeah, I would, uh, I, if I came back here, which I probably will, I'm definitely gonna go, go with that one. So, um, so Morgan and I have our two cents worth about the Painted Panda. Like Fiasco said, we tried both offerings. Mm -hmm. So we had the char shoe pork bun, and we had the spicy beef shomai. And um, and we did ask to help for help on the pronunciation from the amazing cast members. 
If you ever um, need details about any of the dishes, ask the cast members. They are absolutely mm -hmm. delightful and they're a fount of knowledge. So let's start out with the pork bun. What did you think about that? Um, I wasn't the biggest fan. I needed a little more flavor and I did start with the spicy. So going from that pack of flavor down to this was like a little... It was a little bit opposite, um, kind of disappointing a little bit. Um, it was a, the meat was a little too chewy, like it was a little difficult to get through. Um, and the fruity flavor, what flavor would you say that is? Well, that's that's it's a, very jam-like. Yeah, no, it's a it's like a sweet and sour sauce mm -hmm. is what it amounts to. It's a, it's very it is spicy and sweet. They mm -hmm. they put a great yin and yang thing on the menu this year. So um, Jungle Skipper Canteen has a pork char shoe dish on the menu, which I've had, and it's, it doesn't involve a bun over at Jungle Skipper Canteen. It's actually an entree, it, and it's really good, and it's comparable. It's, it's, for me, I enjoyed the pork bun. It's got a sweetness to it, and uh, that's really appealing, and a great bow bun. You can't go wrong with um, just the doughy, pillowy, doughy I do like the bun. bun. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's, you can put anything in it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did you think about uh, the spicy? I loved it. Yeah. I was worried because I, I do have a tolerance to spice, and I was like, oh, I don't have water with me, so it was like to have a little water. I didn't need it. It was enough spice and flavor, and it had a good kick, um, and then just the texture of... Um, not the bun. What is it called? Um, the the wrapper, the wonton. Yeah, the wrap made it a yeah made a really good texture, and there was a little cucumber at the bottom of it, and it was all really good. We there was three of them, and so we each got one, and I was like. I kind of want to go back and buy this for myself right now because I really, really enjoyed it. That would be okay. We would look at yeah. the other one. Um, on top of each of uh, the shomai pieces, there was a dollop of this orange sauce. And that's where a lot of the cake is housed, is in that orange sauce. It's very similar to the orange sauce that um, Lotus Blossom has here typically for the vegetable spring rolls during the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. That is one of my oh, one of my favorite things are those, those, uh, those vegetable spring rolls with that sauce. This is a has a little bit more of a kick than that sauce. So if you're used to that orange sauce and you think this one is the same, now they've got the volume turned up to 11 on this one, but it's really good. Good creamy, like aioli yes. type. I really, I like creamy spice. Really good. So two thumbs up from the Painted Panda, and we're off to the next adventure. <laughs> All right. All right. We are here at the Outpost Refreshment Outpost, and we are going to enjoy uh, some of these amazing uh, paintbrush churros. And so these are cinnamon sugar churros, and the paint is white chocolate. And this is one of the kid-approved snacks that uh, they have here at the Festival of the Arts. Cheers! And by the way, Sean's here now too. And Sean. And Sean. Uh, <laughs> and Sean. Yeah, I like it better, the parts that have the icing on it. So Definitely. It's it a little dry when you get down to the bottom of this thing. Mm -hmm. But they're they're good, and I think it's something the kids would absolutely enjoy. Yeah. Um, you can share. Yeah, absolutely. It's cute, and it's good for Instagram. 
Instagram. Morgan had to grab a couple of Instagram pictures beforehand, which is a good thing. So definitely, if you're halfway around, you know, part of the way around. Do you remember how much it was? I don't. You paid. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it was a little, like John said, the stuff with the icing on is really good. I almost wish they had like a little dish that you can dunk it in. And yeah, like, a little extra. I think that would be clever. Yeah, it's a little bit chewier than like your regular churro. A little bit drier. I don't know if it's just the type of thing or what. But it's a good safe snack, good to share. You don't have to buy five different churros for yeah. all your kids. Um, yeah. And we'll update you on how much they cost at our next location because now Sean has made a friend, which is a very good thing. We'll see you in a minute. There he comes. Oh, he's there. Sorry, I got stopped by listeners. Uh, they're uh, six fifty, which is oh. quite. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And a normal churro, I think, is like five fifty. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting icing for like dollar fifty, I guess. So. Yep. And, and it's a little bigger, I guess, than a regular churro with all four combined. And so. super shareable and fiasco. We got one for you. Thanks. We are at the Cuisine Classic booth here in Germany now. Keep in mind, even though the booth is located physically near the Germany pavilion, it is not German cuisine necessarily. So this booth is inspired by the art of the 18th and 19th century, and the dishes are braised. So they're focusing on a certain preparation here at this booth, which is kind of exciting and a little bit different. So we decided to try the seared Corvina, and the seared Corvina came with ratatouille, and had a beautiful beurre blanc sauce. And it was just divine. I know mm -hmm. you didn't have it because- The presentation was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I thought about eating it, but or trying it, but I'm not a big seafood person, but it was beautiful looking. <laughs> no, the beurre blanc sauce was the winner here. The Corvina is a nice white firm fish. So that's gonna kind of morph into whatever you need it to be, depending on what the preparation is. The, just the richness, the creaminess of the beurre blanc is really the standout here. We also had the red wine braised beef short rib with parsnip puree and uh, baby tomatoes and broccolini and aged balsamic. And Morgan, what did you think about that? It was heavenly. Heavenly is yeah. the word I would choose to describe this. Uh, the flavor was so <laughs> rich, but not too powerful that if you're like a picky eater, I think you could still enjoy this. But if you are more adventurous, this wouldn't bore you. Um, all of just the textures and everything, it was so good. The um, pork, was it pork great? It was beef. Beef was just came right off. It was so yeah. delicious. I know the last two things we've been describing is very chewy and this was a nice change of pace. Chewy. I love um, this. What do you think? Yeah, it was delicious. It's very rich. It's um, It just reminds you of a, it's a comfort food is what it is. So if you're looking for a little taste of comfort food, this is going to be perfect. In my book, anything with broccolini in it is a winner. Um, and for the price, these two dishes are fantastic. So the short rib was $8 and the Corvina was $7.50. All right, fellas, what did you think? Oh, the braised beef, uh, like the others already said, was delicious. Leave the knives in the little dispenser. You don't need them. Just cuts right through with a fork. Absolutely delicious. The tomatoes, really juicy. Uh, this was my favorite dish by far so far. And uh, for $8, it's it's quite a deal in comparison to everything else that you're, you're looking at. Now, um, the, the ratatouille dish, what was that again? Corvina. Seared Corvina. Corvina. Right, so this isn't something that I would normally order. Uh, not something that I would normally try either, but I decided, because I don't really like the, the, the creamy sauce idea, 
Um, so I, I tried to give it a go anyways. And for somebody who doesn't really like this type of dish, I actually really did like it. So for somebody who is into this type of dish, you know, maybe even doubly so, but what do you think? Yeah, I like the Corvina a lot. I thought the fish was really well made, especially for like, a lot of times at these uh, festivals that have the boots outside, it's not, you know, it's not the traditional kitchen. It's not the traditional people that are generally cooking in these Disney restaurants. And a lot of times, especially with fish, it's really overdone. And this was not overcooked at all. It was really good. The Berblanc sauce was amazing. It was, I would love to have that on everything. It tasted really similar to the, uh, the butter that's on the filet at the Canadian Pavilion at Food & Wine, if anyone does that. It kind of had a similar taste to that. The ratatouille part I thought was okay, uh, but I mean, it is like an outside booth making ratatouille, so I didn't expect a ton. If you had Lamplight Lounge at Disneyland, uh, their ratatouille is better than this, but that is what they do there. Like, it's yeah. a sit-down restaurant. Right. Um, the braised beef was so good. That was, I think, the best thing I've ever had at one of the walk-up booths for any of the festival booths. It, right up there with the filet over at the Canadian Pavilion. It was so good. It was like my mom made it in a crock pot or something like it was that pull apart and i i loved it uh, the bot it wasn't mashed potatoes it was a puree of some kind wasn't it, mm -hmm. was it parsnip puree. Was a parsnip puree that was really good as well that was very well made i didn't have any of the broccolini there was just the the two pieces so i'm like i'll i'll let everybody else fight for that one but the big thing even when i sat down i was like oh i forgot to bring forks for everybody and you did not need them like fiasco was right on that you literally just took your knife i mean your fork and just sliced it as well as you could. It was a great shareable dish. Um, between the two, I'd probably pick the braised beef again, even though both were really good. And there are several booths where like, you may not like anything there, so just get both at this point. Yeah. All right, so we are in the Japan Pavilion now, and we brought Rhino along with us. Just Hello. keep picking up people as we go along. But here we got everything on the food option menu which was the vegetable gyoza, the sushi donut, and what was the other one? Taiyaki. Taiyaki. Yes. Uh, what did you guys think? I liked it all. I'm gonna talk first, because I'm feeling it. Um, the taiyaki was the fish-shaped cake stuffed with a sweet red bean filling served with the green tea chocolate and whipped cream cheese. Um, I thought it was all, I thought it was, presentation was great with the little fish cake so it was cute for a photo but then I actually really enjoyed it too I've had red bean ice cream before and stuff so I'm I'm a little used to that I know some people might have a weird thing with the uh, the texture of that but I thought the sushi donut I was was pretty good too I thought for booth sushi um, it was good and then the vegetable gyoza uh, was like top notch. Yeah, the vegetable gyoza was killer. So I liked it all. And so the vegetable gyoza, there's no vegan designation on it. It's obviously vegetarian. And uh, Denny pointed out to me before we started recording, it's it's one of the kid friendly options. Uh, but no vegan designation there. So maybe there is some sort of um, dairy or something in it. Uh, but that was hands down my favorite item. Didn't try the sushi donut uh, because I don't do sushi. But the, uh, the little fish guy, what was that called again? Taiyaki. Taiyaki. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, it kind of re reminded me a little bit of a waffle, like the, the, the texture of the pastry. And looking at it, I thought it was like a chocolate dessert treat. But no, it's like it's like beans in there. And there is a little bit of sweetness to it. But uh, yeah, for you guys that tried the sushi donut, what else did you think about that big sushi family yeah I, I liked it i think that uh it's nice for some people who want to venture into sushi because it didn't have seaweed in it 
and that's usually like a big thing for people. They're like, I hate seaweed, I hate the texture of that, I hate that. So it's a, a safe bet for people uh, without that. Honestly, all this food, it is good, but you have to like this kind of food. So I think this is a booth where if you're excited when you go in and you're like, this sounds good, then you'll enjoy this. If you look at it and you're like, that doesn't sound like me, it's not you. Like, no, then you probably wouldn't like it. Except this, the, they're not potstickers. Right? I know. I they, they, that could be very universal yeah. for yeah. people. Yeah. So. I love that you call them potstickers because that does translate. For somebody, I have passed by this booth, I cannot tell you how many festivals, and I just keep on trucking. But potstickers, I understand. I like that. So the gyoza was really good. The Thai. Oh, do it. Do it. The taiyaki was so good. So it was so cute to take a picture of. I mean, it was just really sweet. Yeah. So so, um, that's a nice, very approachable thing. So, if you have passed by these for years, you can stop yep. at this festival and try some of the very approachable items. Especially if you are somebody who is vegetarian. Um, I'm not. I prefer dishes that have meat in them, but I still really enjoy that, even despite that. So, that's the big kicker there. So, it must be really good for people that are vegetarian. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Morgan, two cents worth, babe. My favorite thing is the vegetable guy. So what do, you, what do you think? On to the next one? Yep. I think so. Tally ho. Big numbers for someone. Interesting. We're here in Morocco. Got the three things on the menu again. Um, of the three things we ordered, I think the spicy beef, which has, uh, it comes with pine nuts, which I didn't really get a lot of the pine nuts in there, but the dried cherries, hummus, and pita chips. I'm not 100% sure I really got any pine nuts in this, to be honest with you, but um, I thought it was good. I thought the hummus was really good. Um, it says spicy beef. I would not I would not qualify this beef as spicy whatsoever, um, but I think that was my favorite thing. I call it theme park spice, because it's like spice, like flavor, I guess. I think that's more peppery, it's more flavor. theme park spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like theme park spice. Um, we also got the uh, Mediterranean flatbread, and... Shabakaya. Shabakia. Shabakia, that's what it's called. Shabakia. Uh, so the Mediterranean flatbread, it has za'atar, which I don't know what that is, uh, olive, olive oil artichoke, olives, mozzarella, and feta cheese. I almost didn't get it because I'm not an olive person, but it blends all well pretty together, pretty well together. And it's a good garden of flavors. And if you want something light, like I think it's a nice light, Dish, but it's big. It's like a good it was, shareable one. It was a really good yeah. shareable size for that. Um, I thought it might be really dry also because it didn't seem to have any sauce or anything on it, but it's not. It, actually, it tastes really good. Uh, the chabakia is um, fried dough coated with honey, rose water, and sesame seeds. I could really taste each of those things, like the honey, the rose water, and the sesame seeds. I thought it was a really good bite or two but I wouldn't want to eat the whole thing, especially by myself. I'd split it between literally a group of five, and that was about the minimum I'd want to eat of it. Yeah. Um, it's just such a distinct flavor. You really have to 
I wouldn't even say like it's got spice like the I mean it, it's like a dessert so I don't know what to compare it to but it's worth trying if you're adventurous and then splitting with somebody else who's adventurous <laughs> so that's about it all right so the spicy beef uh, the way I would describe it is kind of like a deconstructed taco as, well, as far as like the ingredients and the flavors are concerned um, I thought you were going to say you'd describe it like rhino, spicy beef. There you, well, yeah, but like, and the other thing that you, like, you guys were mentioning, like, it wasn't spicy, though. Like, I wouldn't call this really spicy at all. Um, if anything, because I did get some of the dried cherries in with my bite, if anything, it was more sweet. I got, um, I got a little bit on that very last bite I just took before yeah. we started recording a thing. I can taste it a little bit now, but, yeah, but very, very minimal. Like, like you were saying, definitely approachable, right? Oh, completely. Okay, so this is another booth that I have stopped at when it has something that I can easily under, understand and go, okay, my, you know, if I'm just going quickly and I don't want to throw a lot of money behind something, I don't fully um, uh, comprehend what it, what the tastes are. So here's the deal, guys, stop at this booth. That's the moral of the story. Stop at some of the booths that maybe you haven't stopped at before. This was approachable. It's like Moroccan nachos. It was yeah. nachos. Mm. And even the kids are going to like this. It's hummus and it's pita chips. It's great. We have since, this is breaking news, so Zatar, we, have, we now understand what it is. It's herbs. It's a culinary herb that's used. It's a, a combination of sumac and salt and hyssop. So how cool is that? That's on the flatbread. Very cool. It's on the flatbread, which was also very good. It was a very fresh trying to read the actual name. I have no idea how to say Where's Denny go? She Where's the French expert? We need the French. Just give us a second. Denny also. 
You've been designated. Okay, Malia au chocolat Valrona. So he even so says it so beautifully. Malia means mid-level, so mid-level sweetness. So it wasn't like over-the-top sweet. It wasn't uh, without sweetness. It's kind of, they just kind of go for the middle. That's what that is. They were correct. Beautiful, amazing. The texture was so good. It like was ooey gooey, but also like held together. Oh my god! I just got, I got woken up. I'm so excited by it. Yeah, Let's yeah get it was there. really good. <laughs> Similar to like lava cake, I guess that would be the the yeah. American equivalent of that would be lava cake. -ish. Yeah. And again, uh, they took such care with the presentation. As Sean and I stood there, they they were very exact about where the sauces went. Um, just each dollop placed with a whole lot of love. So. Yeah. All it needed was ice cream. Oh, of course. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. That been good, yeah. No. If only it had ice cream. It didn't no. need it. It was perfect. It was perfect. Highly recommend. This is probably so far my, in my top three. All right, everybody. So that is going to do it for our Dining Around the World for Festival of the Arts. Now, there were two other booths we, like, we would have liked to get to. Uh, that's Pop Eats and the deconstructed yeah, dish. The one I was looking forward to the most yeah. hasn't been open all day. And so apparently they're saying hopefully tomorrow and as of recording this video, it is opening day. So hopefully tomorrow, but for what we did try, what did you guys think? Two thumbs up. Um, I, there were so many booths at which we loved all the things. Yeah. And I just think that's fantastic. Cause there's a, I mean, there's five of us here. So we have a lot of different um, palettes that we walk into this experience with, and we all were um, pretty excited. I joined you guys so late too, so but everything I had along my part of the journey, I thought was even the stuff where I was like, oh, I, I probably wouldn't get again just for my own flavor profile. I thought the food was made very well. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I think this uh, the, the dishes here were one of the more value friendly compared to I mean based on like what you pay and what you're actually getting I feel satisfied with a lot of the food I got whereas when we review uh, flower and garden and food and wine a lot of times I feel like there were one or two in there that I was like wow I really like that and then a lot of them were just, just like not really and this had a lot of high points yeah um, for this being my uh, first festival of the arts there was a lot of really good choices and I'm definitely gonna go back to some of the booths and go get I'll get it again. I'll get it a second time. <laughs> well, I do want to ask, because like we get, for like the, uh, the the dreams, the travel agent side of this, we get a lot of people who say, I'm coming for Flower and Garden, I'm coming for Food and Wine specifically. Do y'all think Festival of the Arts now is enough to be like, I will come to do that? Yes. yes. In the same way. Yes. yes. And we had the opportunity to meet listeners and viewers all around the world showcase, and so many of them said, this is my favorite, this is my favorite, I yep. love so yeah, I, yes. And I know we didn't like, we highlighted the food today and the food was all great. My favorite being the braised beef, vegetable gyoza, a close second. But another thing that's really awesome about Festival of the Arts is the merchandise. I mean, if you're comparing the Epcot festivals and which one has the best merchandise, Festival of the Arts, hands down for merchandise, it's it's the best. I think it also has the most unique things to look at as well, as far as the merchandise goes. I felt pretty satisfied. Usually I walk right past them because it's just like the branding that just says like Flower and Garden Festival. I'll do a quick once through. I'm like shirt, hat, apron, gun. But this, I wanted to go in each one, look at the different paintings. Look to all like most of the artists are there, so you can talk to them and they explain like what their vision is. And I mean it's Disney art, so it's really neat.
there's a different vibe to this festival than you get at Food & Wine. So if you have kind of said, I don't do the festivals because there's maybe, you know, there's a lot of people who are all about drinking around the world at, at Food & Wine, and that's, that's more power to you. But there's a, just a different vibe to this festival, and, uh, and it's, it's fantastic and super family-friendly. Yeah, if you can hear the smooth jazz in the background, yeah. you'll, you'll get a sense of like what the vibe around here is. Yeah. Very classy. <laughs> so yeah, guys, like we mentioned at the front of this video, this video is brought to you, like many of them, by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let our experts, like Sean here, help you plan the perfect vacation of your dreams. All that information, again, can be found in the description below, as well as a link to our restaurant database. So check that out if you have any questions that we might have not answered in this video that you're trying to figure out. And uh, yeah. Are you okay? Dancing my way off. Yeah. There you go. We shall dance out a shot. The jazz, yeah. the jazz will get to you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.